Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Run Out Radio. I'm Jerry Forsythe with Mike Howerton, and we're going to bring you up to date on all the news in the world of pool. And we are brought to you this week by Tiger Products. Tiger Products, check out the new Icebreaker Jump Brake Cue. That's a new product on the market. We're also brought to you by Predator Cues and by Brunswick Billiards, the finest name in billiard tables. Thank you, Brunswick. Predator and Tiger for your support. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm not bad. Not bad for a Monday. Yeah, well, things are rolling right along for us, aren't they? I mean, we're getting ready to make a big trip overseas. Yeah, another trip to Manila. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. Be my second trip there for the, well, we went last year for the World Nine Ball. I mean, I don't hop the globe as often as you do, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good tournament. Yeah, Manila's always fun. Uh, this one has been uh, surrounded in, shall we say, controversy. Oh, yeah, um, that would be an understatement. <laughs> there are a lot of naysayers out there who are really trying to put the kibosh on this event, but I don't think they're going to be successful. Yen Makabento's never failed to live up what he's told us he was going to do at any rate, so we expect a successful event. Well, I mean, most of the countries have submitted their list of players. Um, basically, they're just waiting on which players are going to play from the Philippines, and that's something that may not be determined until you know the 11th hour with all the uh, political infighting going on over there. Uh, as far as the U.S. goes, we've got a really strong team, and, and I think now we know who all the players are that will be going from North America, including the qualifiers. Are you going to give us a, a list of these players? We have Shane Van Boning, Johnny Archer, Jeremy Jones, Gabe Owen. Now, those are the top four U.S. players on the points list. That's a pretty mm -hmm. strong group of players right there. We also have Corey Duell, Louis Ulrich, Sean Wilkie, Charlie Williams, Stevie Moore. And I do want to point out that when I spoke to Stevie about the invitation, he was actually calling me wanting to make sure that he was invited, and he made the comment that he was looking forward to going over to Manila and kicking some Filipino butt. <laughs> That's the right attitude to have. Go Stevie! <laughs> uh, let's see, we have Oscar Dominguez, and I also understand that Ernesto has received an invite from... Mexico, so that'll be interesting. I believe that's the first father-son pairing in a world championship together. And what are the odds that they're going to wind up facing each other in the first round? I would hate to see that happen. Oh, but it could happen. Oh, yeah, it definitely could, especially when you consider that they're representing different countries. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We also have Tony Chohan, uh, Ronnie Wiseman, and Edwin Montal will be going for Canada. And our two qualifier winners were Glenn Atwell, who won the Oklahoma qualifier, and Mad Max Eberly won the California qualifier. And did you mention that Mika Eminem? Yes, and Mika well? will be going as the top foreign player based on the BCA points list. It's a little confusing, Correct. but as long as he knows playing on, I'm sure he'll be fine. Well, I'm looking forward to this first World Pinball Championship, because I've I make no secrets. I like the game of pinball. Well, there won't be any soft break, that's for sure. Won't be any soft break, won't be any corner ball going every time. And I have to think that in an event like that, where there's that extra ball floating around the table making it difficult, it would be the players who had experience in 
oh, maybe a game like Rotation that would do the best in an event like this. Yeah, Rotation players should do well at that game. Uh, straight pool players, anyone who's used to a table that's a bit more crowded, you really wouldn't think that one more ball would make that much difference, but it's a huge difference. It's a much more crowded table, and you've got to be able to move that white ball around very, very precisely, or you're going to get hooked. Well, and with that in mind, I would think that uh, certain players, Corey Duell, for example, would have a, a big advantage coming out of the U.S. And, you know, there's a new straight pool champion that might do very well in that format. Yes, there is. Nils Fian, uh just won the World 14-1, I'm sorry, the Predator World 14-1 Championship. Um, Nils is a, a threat to take off any tournament that he plays in, but he's playing especially well right now. And guess who we're going to interview just a little bit later in the show? <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> yes, but our guest didn't. We've got Niles Fayan coming up a little bit later, so stick around. It's a, he's a good man to talk to. You got to congratulate him. A 200 to 11 win over Francisco Bustamante in the finals. Uh, talk about anticlimactic. Wow. You know, Fayan just gets stronger every time I see him. And I think the reason is that he's got the strongest worth ethic of just about anybody out there. The guy really, really, really works on his game. He, he seeks out weaknesses uh, like a guided missile and just destroys them. He doesn't put up with a weakness in his game. Well, and really, that's I think that's a compliment that needs to go to all of the European players. I mean, we've discussed before that they consider themselves athletes. They have trainers that travel with them. And I love the U.S. players, and I want them to do well, but there's just a different work ethic, and there is a different opinion towards what they do in Europe. I don't know, maybe it's because they're more organized over there. Well, they are, and of course they get more government support, which I'm sure we'll get into in the interview. Yes. And that's quite a bit of inspiration. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, in the major event category, the Texas Open was waged recently. Um, Shane Van Boning won that, so it's nice to see him back in the winner's circle. I'm sure he was uh, struggling not having won a tournament in a week or two. Yeah, it's terrible for him to have to go through that kind of drought uh, where he doesn't get to stand in victory circle for two or three days. <laughs> uh, also scoring a win at the Texas Open was Amanda Lampert. She had won the title in 2006, uh, didn't perform as well last year. Uh, Q. Yi won it last year, but Amanda was back in the winner's circle this year, so congratulations to both Shane and Amanda. Indeed. There was something that I wanted to mention. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Because I can do that because it's our show. Yeah. Normally, I'm the one who uh, wants to fixate on the doom and gloom that's going on in the pool world. And listeners, don't get me wrong. There's still more than enough of it out there for me to fixate on. But I'm not going to do it this time. This time, I'd like to talk about a different side of what's going on in the pool world. Uh, this weekend, and we're, uh, we're taping this show on Monday the 8th, so over the weekend, Tony Robles, with his Predator Tour, 
ran an event. This was a fundraiser for the Michael Magro Foundation, and there's a link and more information uh, available on that foundation on the website. Uh, the pro event was a, a fundraiser for this foundation. Uh, almost $8,000 was raised for the charity. Uh, a who's who of top WPBA players from Allison to Gerda to Jasmine to Jeanette. Um, Liz Ford came out and played. Uh, some of the top male players, Mika was there, Ginky was there. Uh, I mean, the players really came out and supported this event. And this was not just a, a once-in-a-blue-moon sort of thing. Um, Shane, and we give him a hard time about you know the tournaments that he wins, he was at Clicks in Texas uh, on Saturday playing challenge matches for the Texas School, of the, for School for the Deaf. Shane will be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota next Saturday to face Chad Vilmont in a Muscular Dystrophy Association fundraiser. And McHugh's in New Hampshire will be holding a benefit for the Cedar Crest Center for Children with Disabilities on September 21st. Sweet. I don't remember there being that many fundraisers all at one time for quite some time in my recent memory. Well, I don't either, but it's a great thing because, you know, anytime you can involve the community in pool and get people to uh, throw a positive light on the game, that helps us all. And you and I have discussed it off-air. Um, the women of the WPBA seem much more organized and much better at promoting themselves and putting a positive face out there for the fans than the men. And this is one of the ways that they have done it. So it's especially nice to see Shane and Tony Robles and Chad Vilmont and the players who were at Tony Robles' event, Ginky and Mika. It's nice to see the guys seeing what they can do to get themselves out there portray this positive image, and see where it goes. More power to them. Absolutely. Um, I think that's all I've got this week, Jerry. Speaking of the WPBA, Uh-oh. seems to me that someone I know is actually uh, a potential board member there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what I was thinking that day. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be great. I think you'd do them a lot of good. I really do. Well, um, real quick, uh, a good friend of mine called me and asked me if I would be interested in uh, submitting a bio and throwing my name in the hat or my hat in the ring or something like that. And um, I said, yeah, I would. And I just like to help. You know, I, I complain a lot about what's going on in the pool world, but I'd also like to try to do whatever I can to try to make that situation better. I know you and I are working on uh, on something fairly major that we can't get into right now. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to give it a shot. You've been a, you've been a strong supporter of the WPBA for a number of years, and I think, uh, I think you would be a great addition to the board. And um, as far as that something big that you and I are working on, we'll be announcing that very soon, and I think that's going to uh, bring a lot of smiles to a lot of faces. I hope so. Um, the voting for the WPBA board takes place while we're off in Manila. Otherwise, I would be up in Oregon uh, to answer any questions that people had. I did 
see one little uh, note of encouragement on the forums. Our friend Stu Matana said that he wished me luck, and someone quickly chimed in after that saying, are you wishing him luck to be elected or luck if he's elected? So knowing (laughs) Stu, it could have been either way. That's right. Well, since that's about all the news we have for the week, why don't we go ahead and uh, see if we can get... Now, stay in on the line and get our interview underway. Well, as we said, we have a very special guest with us today. He's our current world straight pool champion, Neil Spy. And, Neil, how you doing today? How you doing, Jerry? Can't complain a bit. I bet uh, you can't complain either. Uh, that was quite a uh, an event you had there in, in uh, New Jersey. Yeah, I had a great time. I uh, I was playing good. I had a, a couple of scrappy matches, but uh, I had also some very good matches, including the finals. And uh, um, it was actually three innings. I could have won 200 to zero if uh, I didn't get a skate on that 15 ball with uh, when I needed six. And uh, then Boosty ran like an 11, and uh, he forfeited after that. So uh, intense moment. Well. You know, I've been watching you play for a lot of years, and you've always been a great player. Thank you. But I was talking. I was talking to your coach, Johan, back in uh, Fujara when we were there for the World Eight Ball Championship, and he said you really need to keep your eye on Fian because his game is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. In fact, <laughs> he broke a rack there, and he said, "Now you see how difficult this run out is." He's going to run this rack, and you do. make some amazing shots to do it. Do you feel that your game has gotten that much stronger over the last couple of years? Yeah, I think uh, what was missing in my game a little bit was uh, the tactical uh, balance or the balance between tactics and offense. Because uh, when I was younger, all I did was uh, <clears throat> practice offensive things. And uh, since November two years ago, so it's almost two years ago, I started playing one pocket, and uh, that really helped my tactical game. So uh, since that got, came along, then uh, my complete game got even stronger and stronger. And anytime you uh, you um, yeah get stronger at something, and your confidence goes up uh, another notch. So it's a total package, actually. Since I I did some more one pocket, like I said, and um, you know, the saves get better. The, the It's a little extra positional uh, value also. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a new uh, challenge. Like, for instance, also when you start playing bank pool, then it, it's a total new challenge. Or like three cushion, I did that for a while. And you start working with those things, and you start feeling some new passion, like when you just started discovering something, like uh, when you start playing nine ball or eight ball. And... Uh, yeah, it improves uh, the total thing. Like I say, your 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 skill level goes up, your execution goes up, your confidence goes up. So every time you master something new, it's an extra uh, yeah bullet in the bag, so to speak. Nils, um, all three world championships are now in European hands, and coincidentally, they were all uh, won by defeating Filipino players in the finals. How do you explain the the domination that the European players are having right now? Well, that's a good question, Mike. I uh, I, I wasn't aware of uh, the finals versus the Filipinos, but uh, I know for a fact that the Europeans are most definitely the strongest continent uh, in straight pool. 
So that's no surprise to me uh, whatsoever because the Germans are very dominating in that and uh, the Dutch are very good at it. And uh, there's only a few Americans left that are really uh, very knowledgeable about the game. And the old-timers like Miserac, Farner, Siegel. Well, Siegel was there, but he's not really playing like he used to in straight pool. And um, so America's a little behind in that departure. And the Filipinos, they haven't played straight pool at all. So uh, Europe is definitely strongest in that. Concerning nine ball and eight ball, I think uh, also eight ball Europe is very strong, and Ralph won that one. And nine ball is uh, yeah, we have the Euro Tour of course, and we have some uh, some good professionals that uh, that tour the planet, um, including myself. So um, yeah, it's no coincidence that we uh, we can snap that title off, but it's usually a, a tougher title to win compared to uh, the dominance we have in straight pool and eight ball, I think. Any predictions for the upcoming 10 ball? No, not not yet. <laughs> I'm still uh, <laughs> working on this event. <laughs> I've, had, uh, I've had a really busy week. I'm still really enjoying uh, the fact that I won it last Saturday already. So it's already five days ago. And uh, last Tuesday, they organized a surprise party for me in the pool room, which was uh, really awesome. And it lasted till uh, six in the morning, so uh, I'm still recovering from all that. <laughs> but uh, I, I just I just hit some balls today with uh, in the pool room. Cat was practicing, and I hit a couple of balls. So uh, that was nice. That's the first balls I hit in five days. And uh, next week I start getting back into practice. And then I've got Euro Tour event coming up next week, and then we have a tournament in Estland. Uh, where I've been invited, and then we go to Manila from there. So I should be uh, back uh, back in stroke uh, after those two, two events, and then we'll see what happens there. Neil, did you play in that uh, recent European Championship? Yeah, I did. I um, I was playing in straight pool, and um, Dimitri Jungo ran an 85 and out on me when I don't when I only needed four more balls. That was in the single uh, elimination round, first one, where I last 32. Wow. So he knocked me out, and then on paper, I was supposed to also play the eight ball, but uh, a couple of weeks before the event, they changed the dates of the final day of the eight ball, and that was right on my departure date for the Challenge of Champions, and uh, my federation didn't or didn't link that back to me. There was some miscommunication, so I was still aware of the old schedule. So I came there, and then... Um, the president said, "Well, you can't you can't play the April because this and this and this and the date." So we were, yeah, I was really disappointed at that moment. And then uh, what I did, I rebooked my uh, flight to the U.S. and uh, my rental car, and then um, I went to the challenge a little bit earlier and uh, did a little road trip for two three days. And uh, yeah, I figured it out that way. <clears throat> was there uh, a pretty good prize money in that European Championship? No, there's no prize money uh, in the Europeans. It's uh, it's only for uh, medals. But uh, what we play for as the Dutch players also is, of course, our uh, Olympic status. Because if you um, if you maintain a medal in any of the three disciplines, you have your highest status uh, in the Olympic Committee, which means that you get monthly income and you can um, uh, declare some of your expenses back monthly, so that's a huge bonus for uh, for the Dutch players. Oh, now is are all European countries that way, or is that uh, just something for the Netherlands? Uh, I'm for, I know for sure it's 
also in Poland, they have something worked out there with the Olympic Committee. And uh, besides that, I don't think there's any country in Europe that's so uh, good, yeah, very well organized in that manner as uh, as Holland. We're very lucky to have so much support from the government in that way. Because there's well, like a the lot other, of... Uh, yeah. How do the other European players feel about coming to a tournament where they can't cash? They have to spend expense money to be there, but they can't get any money back. Well, the federations usually pay for the expenses. but uh, So what we play for is, is honor but uh, and the European title, of course. But, um, yeah, there's no prize money that's... Uh, yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> hey, Mike, so. maybe we should have an American championship and give away medals. If we'd like to have more than three players, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I was just curious about that. Sorry I went off on that tangent. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, Nils, there were reportedly some comments from some of the players at the 14-1 event who felt that uh, the females should not have been allowed to play in the tournament. Uh, you have any thoughts on that? Oh, that's new to me. I didn't uh, I didn't hear about that one. Um, well, I think it was... I think it was pretty colorful that they uh, that they played, especially Jasmine, uh, the level she produced up until the semifinals, and even in the semifinals, I didn't watch it, but she uh, she still was ahead for a long time. But uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty lousy comment because uh, the females that were in there were were pretty qualified, I think, um, and. Uh, I did not see that many matches, but I saw. I was in a group with Gerda. She did pretty well. Uh, who was the Korean girl? She's a good player. Now Jasmine's a great player, and the other girl I I never saw her play. Uh, Miss Ford, is that right? Liz Ford, right? Yeah, Liz Ford. I, I don't know her game very well, so I uh, I can't really comment on that because I didn't watch much. But uh, I know the other three players from watching them in the past, and uh, yeah, that I mean it was. It was cool that they were there. I have no, nothing negative to say about that. Jerry and I weren't at the tournament, but I understand after it was over and you were giving your acceptance speech, you dedicated the tournament to uh, Joe Kerr. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, well, uh, like you guys put on uh, AC Billiards, uh, Joe passed away in uh, July, and uh, he meant a lot to uh, to me uh, in my professional career because he was the first person, uh, my first contact person in the U.S. When I was 20 years old, I was uh, studying that I wanted to go to the U.S. to, uh, to develop my pool game. And uh, my dad said, well, yeah, if you want to quit your study, that's fine. But, I mean, you, you can't just go to the U.S. And, and have nobody to go to. And a friend of mine in, uh, who lives in The Hague, he did some work with Joker in 1990. They made a, an instructional paper in Holland, and Joe did all the, the commentary for it. He went to, this friend of mine, Alex, he went to um, Akron and visited Joe. So he knew him pretty good for a couple of days, and uh, he, had his, he still had his phone number. So one night he called him up and he said, I have this young man here, and uh, he would like to come to the U.S. Do you think there's a possibility that... Uh, that he could come and visit you. And uh, that was an easy question because Joe was uh, terminally ill with uh, myasthenia gravis, which is a neurological disease. So it wasn't just a, a question of, yeah, sure, send him over. It, was, uh, it wasn't that easy. But Joe said, yeah, uh, yeah, let's send him over for two weeks and uh, we'll check him out. And I had, I had the most amazing two weeks of my life. Joe put me in uh, a lot of games, a lot of money games. I didn't know I could, I had it in me that I could gamble, but I sure found that out when I was there. <laughs> 
And uh, after that, I visited him, visited him for another month, and then I stayed with him for six months twice. Did some road trips uh, in between because he was too sick to um, to go with me in the end. But I still stayed in touch with him, and we called from uh, time to time, and we sent mails, and he was always very supportive, and uh, he always believed in me. And uh, he always wrote that he would stick around until I won the big one, which was a world title. And, uh, yeah, it was just heartbreaking that he uh, that he just missed it. And when I sat in the chair before my speech, that was the first thing that I thought of uh, that I wanted to mention. And, uh, yeah, I, I really choked up when I uh, had the moment to dedicate it to him. And uh, I, was, I was glad I could get it out because I was really having a hard time with it. But that was uh, a nice thing to do. Indeed, that was a nice thing to do, and a lot of people really appreciated it. When you practice now, uh, you said earlier you've been practicing a lot of one pocket, but do you divide your practice up among uh, all the games, or do you have drills that you go through? I know at one time you were doing a, um, a set of drills uh, every day. Uh, how has your practice routine matured over the years? Well, when I was younger, I did a lot of drills from uh, Bert Kinister, like uh, some things that he did, uh, Mighty X and Star Patterns, and all offensive drills, uh, stroke building drills. Drills. I was really fascinated with that, the technique, and uh, just building a game up in steps like an engine. I was really that was still my motivation of or my belief of how you should develop a game, and. Um, so I did that in my in my twenties. Like did a lot of drills, and because uh, you can see your development pretty easy. And then um, yeah, then I switched to more games. And of late, yeah, your development isn't really that that great anymore because you have a high level, of course, already. So at the moment, as a professional, it's more of uh, of keeping a good balance between uh, your physical state and your mental state. So if you're really tired, it has no use whatsoever to go and make a lot of hours on the pool table. It's more uh, important that you take some rest. So usually when I have a long trip, then I hardly ever play uh, when I'm when I'm in, uh, in the city here. I, I might play a couple of hours uh, a week, maybe one hour a day, and then the next day maybe three hours, and then two days of non-playing. And then right before the event, I start picking it up again. So, but then I know at least that I'm rested and that I can go all the way in the event energy-wise. So I only do like a drill now or something specific when I feel that something isn't right, like maybe a jacked-up shot or my cue ball on the rail shot's a little weak, long distance. Then I might just spend a little time on that. And maybe your break, like that your timing is right and... Um, the rest, uh, yeah, the rest is pretty much just basic level, like your, uh, how do you call that? What's already in, uh, in the mind and the arm, pretty much. Here in the U.S., we've seen the women's tour really shifting to some of the newer players. Uh, any chance we're going to see Katrine out here on the WPBA tour anytime soon? Uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, she's... The thing is, she's still looking for sponsors, and because uh, it's very expensive to go, you have to qualify, and then you have to come back for the main event. So, and it's like a couple of tournaments, so uh, it's going to be like six trips back and forth. And uh, if people are interested in supporting her or me, that would be very, very nice. So uh, please contact us uh, in that way then. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it's not easy to qualify. There's some Dutch girls that, that tried it, and uh, I think one of them qualified for one main event. 
and uh, I think she would really like it. But uh, and like I say, it's not it's not easy to do that to qualify. Like the U.S. Open for men, you can just show up and and play. You pay five six hundred and step up. But with the ladies, you have to play qualifier, fly back home, fly back in. It's uh, expense wise, it's pretty tough. And anybody who was interested in contacting either one of you could do it online. Yeah, you can do that uh, through my mail or website uh, com or www.katrinejensen.com. And uh, if you have trouble spelling that, maybe uh, Google it or you guys will uh, maybe do the correct spelling. <laughs> we'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Niels, we certainly appreciate you spending some time with us today. Congratulations, man. You're a great world champion. We know it's not going to be your last world championship, so we'll be talking to you soon in the future. You have a good one. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And uh, hi to everybody who's listening. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Nels. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, that's one of the hardest working men in pool, and he just got his first world championship. He certainly deserves it. And as we said before, I bet it won't be his last. No, I suspect not. Um, you know, with all the characters that we have in pool, you look at like player of the year race or the money list who the top players are and you always see Johnny there and now we're seeing Shane there most of the time and you see Ralph there. Uh Nils is always there. He he's not he's not loud. Well, and we've seen him unhappy loud, but um you know, he, he just quietly he's like those other European players. He quietly wins. Yeah, he sure does. And we certainly, again, thank him for his time today. Hey, by the way, we've, as soon as we get back from uh, the Philippines, we've got to get ready to go to Chesapeake, Virginia. The U.S. Open. Open. And they've opened the field up entirely this year. Um, so anybody can play. Have you gotten your entry fee in yet? Um, I'm, I'm writing the check right now. I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, we encourage all our listeners to come to the u.s open this year make your plans it's going to be a great event it always is and what else we got anything this week let's see this week no no it's pretty quiet getting ready for manila and then um you know reno's coming up in december the junior championships yep and junior and wheelchair championships yeah and whatever other uh big events pop up on the world scene well, we'll keep you posted, so stay with us for now. I'm Jerry Forsyth, and for Mike Howerton, good night. <laughs>